Welcome to Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis. This is Episode 10, The Rock Show. We've got an extra special double-length episode planned, as well as a mid-episode surprise, so stay tuned all the way through. Don't quit after just 20 minutes. Thanks to everyone for supporting us in 10 whole episodes, and here's hoping for 100 more. This is Episode 10, The Rock Show. This is an alarm. You must be at the Nomad meeting with ISO in 15 minutes. ISO and Reed exit their rooms, give each other a quick nod, and quietly descend the stairs outside of their apartment building. The two figures walk away from the Lone Tower into the rapidly setting sunset towards the so-called Nomad's Paradise. Meanwhile, back at the apartment complex, Mavis and Sadoi prepare themselves for their first Oasis rock show, and the meeting with their mysterious new superstar client. Mavis and Sadoi, you have a couple of hours to prepare. Is there anything specific that you guys wanted to do? I'm probably going to wait for Nico to reach out. The only other thing that I have is I've got Jeremy's hand and the uh, contact info for Jeremy. I don't know if I'm going to give it to him yet. Depends if he pays me or not. Uh, but I think I might reach out to Jeremy via the contact info I've got. See if I could, I mean, he owes me. I stabilized him. Medtech's a medtech. At the end of the day, I might be a junkie one, but I, I, I'm still a medtech. <laughs> I hope. <laughs> so you reach out to Jeremy. He uh, kind of begrudgingly accepts your call. So you're the, uh, the med tech that got my hand. That that'd be me. Um, look, Jeremy, uh, was it? I, I mean, it was. I think you'll find that you ain't dead. Uh, just to double check, you're not dead, right? No, I'm fine. Okay, and on account of they say I'll be out of the hospital in like a day. All right. I mean. You're not in any trouble, are you? Because if you die before I can get my payment off of you, that's going to be real difficult for me. There is an unnaturally long pause on the other end of the line, and then finally he says, So is that why you're contacting me? You want me to pay you for beating me up? Well, well no. I mean, that part was for free, although in some places back in Night City, that would cost you quite a pretty penny. No, um, what I'm saying is uh, I've got your hand, and you probably want that back, and uh, I want my payment. You know, you're not dead. It sounds to me like a pretty straightforward transaction. Ah, a shakedown, huh? All right, how much do you want for it? Well, I know uh, back in Night City, th this sort of thing would run you about 500 eddies, but uh, please forgive me if I'm wrong, and I don't mean any offense, but last time we met, you don't look like the kind of guy who can throw that sort of money around willy-nilly. Um, you're not wrong. 500 eddies would be like a top-level surgeon, and I'm still finding little pieces of hair in my wound, so... Well, you know what you are finding? Anything, because you're not dead, but... <laughs> not finding my hand! <laughs> Well, I can find you your hand, but what, what I mean is, uh, I think me and you could come to some sort of arrangement. I think that maybe with your sort of connections, I could use uh, a medical hookup here in the Oasis. Uh, back home, I had lots of people who would uh, cut me some dodgier supplies on the down low. Um, I, I could use someone who could help me get that. If you make me a hookup or you can find me some gear, I'll discount it right down. I don't bud. really have that much on that hand that I need back. 
but uh, if you give it back to me, I'll uh, I'll have some talks with some people and see what I can do. I'll tell you what, buddy. I would shake your hand, but you're not. Oh, wait, I can shake your hand. Buddy, let me shake your hand. You've got yourself a deal. If it was possible for someone to sigh and facepalm over a Neuralink, he would do it. He can't facepalm. He hasn't got his hand. He has two hands. He gives you the address of the hospital that he's at and sends a immediate courier over there to pick it up and have it delivered to him. When you go, when the courier arrives and you go to give him the hand, you you look back at where the hand is and uh, you find that your rat has been nibbling on it. Oh, Meta, come on. Meta is sitting there nibbling on the edge of the pinky and has ripped away basically like the first half of the first digit. That's just the pinky. He don't need that for his trigger. He'll be fine. I just take a quick look to see if any sort of major damage that I can fix up has been done, but I'm pretty sure he's just done a bit of a chomper, right? A bit of a chomper and uh, about six or seven other bite marks across the side of the hand. <laughs> He'll be fine. I gently sort of separate Meta from the hand. Meta does not want to let go. Oh, I know. He's a fighter. I'm going to coax Meta away via some delicious lime-flavored kibble. The fresh kibble smell grabs their interest, and you pull Meta away, and where do you put them? Uh, In my top pocket. Meta peeks out, and you drop another couple pieces of kibble in. Meta just kind of, like, wraps themselves up in a little circle and begins chewing on the kibble. Perfect. You deliver the hands to the courier, and the courier puts it in a little bag, hops on a bike, and then takes off. Well, wonderful. All right, Sadoi, what are you doing for the last hour or so before you head down to the grinder? I'll go for a short walk and look for any interesting vending machines in the area. Okay. <laughs> Let's have a look. see vending machines. I mean, I have uh, the free vending machine item, so... uh... That's true. You wander around the outside of your apartment building looking for some interesting vending machines, and at the base of the apartment building, there is a set of free vending machines. The first one offers various types of kibble and drink-like substances. The second one offers exciting and cool fantasy brain dances that you can download. It, it's basically like a like a red box for brain dances. So uh, do you know what a brain dance is? Yes, I do. It's, okay. it's like a movie, except that you get all the senses uh, because it plays like a memory in your brain. Exactly, yes. Huh, okay. Brain box. Brain box. Brain boxes. Head <laughs> box. Yeah, none of those sound particularly appealing. I think I'll just... Uh... Well, there's one more. Oh? Yeah. The last one that's there is a custom bounty vending machine. Custom bounty? Ooh. Yes. Rather than it being a vending machine, it's kind of a reverse vending machine where it's got a list of shit that people want. And if you can acquire the item, wherever it is, and dump it into this vending machine, it will give you a pretty significant cut. Is anyone looking for a free vending machine hacker? (laughs) Uh, Let me check. Oh my. No, no one is looking for that. The current top bounty though, is someone is paying a hundred eddies for a set of unbroken pre-war glow sticks. Huh, neat. Alright, well, uh, I don't have any of those, but I'll keep an eye out. Any (laughs) other, like, any other interesting payouts that I should remember? Let me check. Is it ISO that placed that bounty? No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm more into pre-war uh, Funko Pops. Oh, uh, yeah, of course. <laughs> so the other interesting things that are listed in this reverse vending machine are the second highest bounty. 
is a box of Cuban cigars. This one's 300 for the whole box, but each individual cigar is listed for like 50. Nice. And the third most uh, requested thing on there is a set of press pass credentials for an event that you don't recognize. Cool. Well, I can't do anything with that. This is gonna. This is good to remember. I like this system. Does it have a brand name? Yes, it does. It is called Reverse Event. And honestly, you have no idea what would happen if you um, if you use your spike on this reverse vending machine. Now you made me want to do it. Wait. <laughs> so if you hack this vending machine, does that mean you can put a bounty out for free? You know what? Hmm. As, as someone who has crazy inventor in their character sheet, I think as a scientific move, she would want to find out what happens if you do use it on this. And she has the ability to remove it if she rolls high enough, right? Basically, it's a one-time use item with a bonus chance to get the item back without it being consumed. Have you considered reverse hacking it, putting a really high bounty for free on something you have on your person, and then immediately handing that thing in? I stick the thing in. <laughs> I gotta try and see if that's what it lets me do. <laughs> you plug the thing into the machine, and most of the ports are connecting, one of them isn't. But it doesn't seem to cause your spike that much of an issue. It displays on the little screen, error unknown configuration, override? Question mark. Sure. What could go wrong? Yeah, you select override, and it does the cyberpunk equivalent of thinking for a second. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Beach balling. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> and then it presents you with two options. It basically is asking which command you'd like to run. Right. The first command is dispense underscore and then a number. And if you provide a number, you assumedly could run that function. <laughs> okay, okay. And the second one is post and then it has three data fields. One of them is a number and two of them are uh, strings. Oh, okay, okay. So, oh, that is problematic. I, let's try Let's try dispense and hope that this dispense is money and not something else. Let's say dispense 10,000 and see how that works. Dispense 10,000. The spike whirs for a second and then goes Error, function not found. Oh, God damn it! Is it still letting me input commands? Yes, you can still input commands. Let's try post 10,000, microwaver, and microwaver in both fields. So it's a microwaver posted by microwaver. Okay, the spike whirs for a second and then does a beep, and the whole thing just powers down and stops working. The machine does a hard reboot. Reverse event. All right, I'm gonna search for Microwaver on the market on it. You go and search, and sure enough, there is an entry for Microwaver for 10,000 eddies. I will deposit my Microwaver if I can. You deposit your Microwaver, the machine whirs for a second, and then error messages just start flooding the screen. <laughs> well, this is an interesting scientific experiment. One of those big triangles that's like the fuck off triangle with the exclamation point in the middle uh, <laughs> appears on the screen, and then uh, a whole bunch of error codes underneath start printing out. Do I recognize these error codes from any common libraries? <laughs> You recognize one of the codes. It's a generic code that says it is requesting remote assistance, which basically means that there is going to be a tech coming out here to fix it sometime soon. Cool, I GTFO and I've lost two items. Oh well. You're surprisingly chill about this, but okay. 
So you get the fuck out of there and you head up to your apartment as a courier whose hands like have a bit of blood on them and he kind of looks a bit disgusted is heading down the stairs. <laughs> you walk back up and notice that there are a couple of blood drops leading out of Mavis's apartment. I uh, go and listen at the door. <laughs> oh, Mavis. You love that lime kibble, don't you? Oh, oh, what a good rat. I mean, you and me, we're, we're going to be the best for you. You're my lime partner. You're my little, my little surgery partner. That's what you... I hear the knock and I'm like, what? <laughs> Mavis, are you okay in there? There is blood coming from door. Oh, that's okay. That's not mine. Okay, then. Did you open up the door? Yeah, I'll open the door. Okay. Uh, Sadoi, as far as I'm aware, Mavis has not made any special attempts to clean up the inside of her apartment. (laughs) (laughs) So she opens up the door, saying everything's okay, and she's sitting there, like, playing with a little rat that's, I guess, sitting on her shoulder, in her pocket, and is drenched in blood. The background of her looks like a fucking Dexter set. (laughs) The poor courier! (laughs) It's like Ratatouille, except even more health and safety regulations are broken. I, uh, see you've had, uh, an eventful stay. Well, you know, uh, a, a med tech's work is never done. <laughs> no, it looks pretty finished. <laughs> well, uh, actually, n- now you say that, I guess you're right. I'm kind of just waiting on some other folks. Uh, you got anything to do? We're kind of... I tried to hack machine and they called the cops. Oh, okay, so you're... I managed to dissect, like, three bodies, and you're the one who got the cops called on you. Well, not cops so much as repairmen, I think, but... Repair... Okay, sorry, Sadoi? I know you're a tech, and... But you're a licensed solo, right? You know that repairmen ain't cops. Duh, but I mean, like, there's going to be... That machine is covered in illegal tech now, there's going to be cops. Oh, okay, okay. As maybe we should lie low for a while. As you're having this conversation and Mavis says, you know, maybe we should lie low for a while, you hear kind of off in the distance something like a, a, a sound that is different from the rest of the ambient music or the ambient audio that you've been hearing around you. You hear just kind of what sounds like a really dirty sounding motorbike. Oh, yeah. <laughs> and it's getting closer. And... You hear it, what sounds like it's like right outside your apartment building, and then somehow it gets even louder. And you look over and you see Reed driving his motorcycle up the stairs. <laughs> with ISO like holding on for dear life, like looking out the side and his eyes are wide and shit. Reed is having Reed? a blast. He is in his fucking element here. Reed, you're a... Uh, your heavily modified bike can obviously take any terrain, and that includes stairs. And there was no way you were going to leave it downstairs, so... Oh, absolutely not. Just, uh, like, turn, turn to Sadoi and just go, I, I think we're all going to have to lalo for a while after this. This time, you, you'll break the stairs. What do you... Reed pulls up and turns the motorcycle off right in front of you guys. And Iso, like, collapses oh, off the side of the motorcycle. What? It's finally over. <laughs> <laughs> What's up? You've had a good day? No! Oh, I got my baby back, so I'm happy. Uh-huh. Got some cool footage, though. I assume this is baby? Hmm, one of them. So you're saying he's some kind of baby driver? Oh my god. Hey! <laughs> Sorry, go ahead. <laughs> I can't. You've completely thrown me off now. Um, you're calling the cops, Sorry. This is, this yeah, is not like, acceptable. Reed, 
don't get this wrong, like, Rita's just driven up the stairs. And he's also bloody-handed, like, sort of it's just blood reaching up to his upper arms and stuff, because right. reasons. Right. I totally forgot to describe that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. He's, so, like, covered in blood. So Mavis and Sedoy, yeah, you guys see him, you guys see Reed now that he's, like, off his motorcycle. Um, his hands are, besides his palms, which have been holding the, the uh, edge of his motorbike, his hands and most of his body are covered in blood and blood splatters. Like, like a Jackson Pollock painting of someone else's body fluids. Reed is just horrifying to look at right now. Um, Mavis is entirely unfazed. Yeah, Mavis, yeah. You look, Mavis looks basically the same. So, Reed, you and Mavis kind of look exactly the same. Iso, you're standing in between two bloody people that are covered in bits of other people. I have to I go take a okay. shower. Right, same actually. Just being being near you like this is making me feel dirty. So Mavis, did you also do a uh, fight to the death? Oh, uh, well, well, death was involved. Mmm, fun. Reed just like wheels the bike back into the sort of apartment. Reed, 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 yeah. Reed, your baby. What's her name? She's got a secret name. Only I'm allowed to say it. <laughs> that's a cop out, but okay. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck you, that's why. Alright, so. Don't fucking put me on the spot like that. <laughs> <laughs> so, Reed, you, you, as you're wheeling the motorbike into the place, uh, your alarm goes off saying that the show is going to start soon. You probably have enough time to take a shower and then yeah. walk down there. Um, so, of course, well, he's you're. Not walking. You're, or, oh, yeah. <laughs> Of course, you're not walking. <laughs> okay, so you have plenty of time, uh, but for everyone else, the show is going to start soonish. Yeah. If you all want to go down there. Yeah, I don't think I'm going to hitch a ride with, with Reed. That was a once in a lifetime experience, I think. Um, <laughs> so I'm going to just use some deodorant. I mean, I'm, I'm expecting people there to smell anyway. It's a, it's a rock show at a bar, so, you know. <laughs> I'm good. Uh, so Mavis, mm -hmm. you realize now that while it wouldn't particularly bother you, I, I imagine walking around with someone else's blood covering you. <laughs> oh no, not at all. You also don't want to mess up your uh, your apron because you know it's a rock show. You don't want somebody to spill beer on it and then. Oh no! Yeah, yeah. God, I, that would that would never do. Beer and blood. Yeah, yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> so you take this as an opportunity to change out of your bloodied clothes, and you figure you might as well, you know, wash your hands and splash some water on your face. And... Yeah, the, the bathroom in this apartment is now just every single towel that was there is completely covered in blood. Oh God. Um, and. Uh, Jen the player feels bad for housekeeping, but Mavis probably doesn't even <laughs> spare them a thought. Uh, <laughs> and Mavis, yeah, just just gets geared up. I, I'm fairly certain there's still a reasonable amount of blood on or around her person, but uh, I would say that at first glance, she just kind of looks like a mess rather than looking like a murderer. <laughs> um, and I'd say we've got some sort of big, chunky... Uh, Hoodie, you know, non-professional. We're off the clock. Sure. Um, so uh, I'm gonna carefully deposit Meta into like the kangaroo pocket. So there's like 
nose tip out one end, tail coming out the other kind of deal. Um, with, again, some a small pouch of kibble. This rat is eating better than Mavis has for the last, like, long time, barring the steakhouse. A wild rat at a rock concert. What could go wrong? So, after your showers and preparing yourself, you all meet out front of your apartment buildings. Is anyone wearing or carrying anything with them that we would consider to be unusual? Did anyone specifically dress up for the show, or are they bringing, like, weapons, or...? No, I got my signature look. You obviously can't walk into the bar with a sniper rifle on your back. Cough, Mavis, cough. What? Oh, yeah, of course. I mean, I've got Meta with me. I don't suppose I uh, I could have stopped by a weapons shop on the way. <laughs> Wep on Wep off is a pop-up weapons shop that shows up from time to time, from place to place, in places that are extremely convenient for the players. And today, Wep on and Wep off is operating off of a set of small tables with like a little overhang um, about a block away from the bar. So you're walking to the bar and you notice it. I'm realizing as I'm looking at this that I, I can't afford the weapon that I need to buy anyway, so... <laughs> Sorry to waste your time. You, uh... You walk in and walk out again. <laughs> you admire some of the fancy weapons that you cannot purchase at all, <laughs> and after a little while, the gruff man behind the counter says that, ah, if you're not gonna buy anything, then fuck off. Will do. If only you had, like, a microwaver to barter with. <laughs> so, Iso, Mavis, and Sadoi, you arrive at the club. The doors have not opened yet, but the staff is, you know, going in and out preparing. You've never been to the meat grinder before, so I'll go ahead and describe it for you. It is sitting at a corner. It kind of like juts outwards from this corner a bit obtrusively into the street and seems to take up about the size of a medium to large warehouse behind it. There are uh, blacked out windows along the side so you can't actually see in, and it has a big sign on the front that says the meat grinder. So Reed, you have just finished taking your shower. You dress up in your nomadiest clothes because you're going to a rock show. Yeah, I think Reed is like dressed up as a nomad. Like he, he's his sort of nomad self. He's probably like pulled on this tough looking leather jacket and a bike helmet, which are his um, light armor jacket and stuff. All right. You wheel your bike out of the apartment. Yeah. It starts up. Within a couple of minutes, you have arrived at the meat grinder and you go and put your bike over near uh, where the rest of the bikes are, and you actually recognize several of the bikes that are here. Not in a bad way, you recognize them as belonging yeah. to some of the people from your Nomad clan. Okay, yeah. Um, I just pull out my SMG, tuck it into a secret compartment in the motorcycle, and leave it there and like lock it, I guess. Yeah, you put it next to the other motorcycles and activate its ambient security system. That'll let you know if anyone tries to fuck with it while you're inside. There is a line in front. Um, it's a decent sized line. You see your party, Mavis and Iso and Sadoi, and you also see your nomad friends who are standing off to the side. They're not actually waiting in the line. Who do you want to go up and talk to? Iso waves way too happy at Reed. Reed just shoots like a little finger gun at Iso and then heads towards his buddies from the family. Iso looks very upset at this. <laughs> uh, you wave over at Iso and head over to your friends from the family. And uh, they're sitting around and chatting and- Who the fuck invited you here? They're passing a uh, flask around. And when you say that, one of them who's sitting on the flask, <laughs> he does a bit of a spit take and he goes, Reed? It's uh, Silver Gear Williamson. 
How's it going, Will? Oh, it's going pretty good, man. Didn't think I'd see you out here. I, I heard that uh, you were called in for that nomad thing. How did that uh, How did that end up going? Did anyone, you know, buy the big one? Dunno. I left before I confirmed the kill. Let's before say. you confirmed the kill? Reed basically sort of looks over at them and just goes, "Nova's been fucking dangerous." I brought it up. They sort of look at each other and then look back at you and... Uh, and? They found her guilty. They uh, kind of lock eyes and, and look back at you and Jumbo, who's the really big guy, goes, <laughs> Well, I always knew the two of you had some beef and didn't really think it would go down like that. Yeah, it sounds like you need a drink, man. Here. He snatches the flask out of Silvergear's hand and hands it over to you. Much appreciated, mate. Yeah, no problem. Oh, looks like they're letting people in. When you get in, this club is a super nice looking club. It's separated into two different sides. It kind of has a, a V formation. So you're entering in at the tip of the V and then it goes off to two separate bars on either side with the center being uh, composed of what looks like is usually a giant dance floor and is now a stage with a much smaller dance floor in front of it. And on that stage, there is a band setting up. You get a glance at the drums, and sure enough, it is Anarchy in the OA. They are opening. Woo! Our favorite. So you walk in, everyone kind of walks in, and you're all packed in like sardines as everyone kind of shoves their way through the front door. And you have an opportunity to to grab a drink and kind of settle in a little bit before the show starts. Uh, Normally, I would like to get a drink, but I'm broke as fuck. Uh, so I'm going to see if I can mooch some uh, money off uh, Mavis. Uh, sorry, you, you're broke, and your first thought for who can I get money from <laughs> is Mavis. Uh, you seem like the, the nicest. I was just about to mention before we get into any sort of fights that Mavis absolutely never has a scalpel not on her. And also, probably is drinking medical alcohol already. Like, I don't see how that doesn't make you a nice person. <laughs> well, I'm glad that Iso is such an open-minded, uh, open-minded individual. So, Iso, you notice that there is a little rat that's peeking out of her shirt. Uh, Mavis? Yes? Do you need to get that removed? My point at Meta. Uh, well, I, I don't normally... Uh, do my own procedures, but uh, someone back home at Night City said I should probably get. Oh, you mean the rat? No, um, no, no. This is Meta. You, you've not met, have you? No. Um. So I wanted to get us some drinks. That's probably. But I left my payment thingamajig back in the apartment. So like, you fix the table. I'll get some drinks for us. Yeah, yeah, sure. Hang on. And Mavis like opens a bag and like. Mavis's creds are stored probably on a variety of different bloody chips that have come from people. Sure. <laughs> and uh, just hands one over. Yeah, grab whatever. I'm, I'm good. I, I, I just drink whatever. Reed, you've walked in with your nomad friends. Are y'all getting into the mosh pit or what's uh, the? <laughs> I think it depends on what they're doing. Like if they're getting into the mosh pit, Reed will probably stand back a little bit. Well, Silvergear has been talking about you. You've heard Silvergear talking about anarchy in the OA for a long time. So obviously, Silvergear is like getting right the fuck up to the front of the stage, unzips his jacket, and he's wearing like a hand-drawn anarchy in the OA shirt, which is punk as hell. And Zen and Jumbo kind of sigh and, and roll their eyes a little bit at his fanboying and follow him over there. 
I'll be right back. And he sort of heads towards the three of you. You pass the drinks around, Iso, and Reed walks up. Alright, how's it going? Hey, Reed, I, I just got drinks for the rest, so you're gonna have to get your own. Nah, I'm alright. But, yeah, we're good. <laughs> how, are, how are your nomad friends? Pretty fucking cool. Were they at the trial? No, I was just filling them in on what happened. Uh, the whole aiming for the jugular thing. Cool, cool, good times. Yeah. Again, a good thing to fuck up with family, you know? Mm-hmm. Yeah, it was, uh, it was a real rowdy vibe. Drugs parties, everything. <laughs> very, very nomad. I got the vibe now. Like, I'm, I'm, I'm down with nomads. Hell yeah. I'm cool like that. Uh, so, while you're having this conversation, can I get everyone to roll a perception check? Ooh. Oh boy. Yes. <gasps> I rolled a three, which is a 13. I rolled a two, which is an 11. I rolled a 12. Well, I rolled a two, which is a 12. <laughs> I've got a 13, baby. We see fucking nothing. Okay. The lights are flashing, the sound is pounding, and your senses are just overwhelmed by this hard-ass rock show. People are just kind of having a great grand old time when kind of out of nowhere, ISO, yeah. you feel somebody, I'm not going to say necessarily watching you, but you kind of feel their presence behind you. And you turn around and, oh, you have been completely surprised and caught off guard by a kind of a small, slender, very attractive woman with golden arms that go down like golden cybernetic arms and she's flanked by three people one exceedingly large solo you can tell he's, he's just got that vibe to him and then two other people that you can't really tell what their classes are but none of them are really dressed for the occasion they're not really dressed to be at a rock show they more look like they're dressed for a business meeting hey are you a fan I've heard of you, and I'm a really big fan of your work. Have you heard of me? My name is June Gold. Have I? Roll a check. Let's find out. Streetwise? Yeah, streetwise. I'm not very streetwise, but my cool might save my ass. 16. Um, you have not necessarily heard of her or seen any of her stuff, but you do remember whenever you were browsing around to figure out how to get online, you remember her name from one of the tutorials you followed. Oh. Yeah, I think you made those tutorial videos, right? Yeah, for, for getting set up streaming as, a, as an Oasis streamer. Yes, um, is there somewhere quieter? Can we go back there and, and talk in the in the booth back there? Yeah, sure. Always, always glad to talk to a fan and a fellow creative. Sure, let's go. One of the people next to her sort of like chuckles under his breath and <laughs> you walk off to this secluded, basically a, a booth that seals. And as you get in, it seals up in front of you. What could go wrong? I was going to say, secluded is not a word you want to hear from a DM ever. <laughs> the rest of the party, uh, this strange woman just came up and pulled Iso away, but it's not really your business. Well, I guess he scored. Look at that, a rock show. Not good for him. It's probably a, a sex worker of some kind. Usually, they, you know, this is their hunting grounds. It uh, makes sense they uh, get client that way. Nah. Sex workers don't tend to have solos. You hear a familiar voice and turn and uh, see it's... Well, hi, everyone. It's Nico. The fixer? The fixer. Hey, Nico. He comes up to the table, puts his hands down, says, I'm so glad y'all got to make it to this show. I've been putting this one on special myself for the past two years. What? 
What are you saying? I can't hear you. I'm glad you could make it. It's so loud. I'm You're not, welcome. I'm not faking anything. Why would you say that? <laughs> uh, he leans into Sedoy and says, Did you meet with Tanya yet? Who? The ones with the filters. She. No, we. I, I was waiting for you to introduce me. I figure I can't know who I'm looking for without you. All right, fair enough. Well, let's go see if we can find her. Let's, let's do that. And he... I'll see you guys later. He leads Sedoy away from the quickly shrinking group, which is now just Mavis and Reed. Anarchy in the OA has gone off the stage, and next up is Broken Cups. I don't get that reference. Might not be a reference there. Who knows? I might just have been being creative. Oh, okay. <laughs> not everything has okay. to be a pun. I don't. I don't believe you, but sure. Yeah, I don't buy that. <laughs> so, uh, Mavis and Reed, you're standing here at this table and listening to Broken Cups, just kind of jamming along with them. I'm digging it. All right, Mavis. I uh, I never thanked you for patching me up earlier. I appreciate it. Hey, no problem. That's what I do. Uh, the the bill will be in the mail. I'm I'm kidding. I'm. Kidding. Uh, I think uh, saving your life kind of um, balances that. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I, I was gonna say thank you for thank you for you know making sure I didn't end up a bullet riddled mess of well mess. Yeah, well, gotta do what you gotta do, right? He's gonna go off grab a beer. Doesn't really matter what. Cool. You walk up and buy the cheapest beer that you can. What's the fucking shitty alcohol? Ten eddies. It's pretty cheap. Yep. You head back to the table, and Mavis is, you know, still sitting there, kind of jamming out, listening to the music. While you're standing there at the table with Mavis, you've only been at the table for maybe 30 seconds, when all three of your nomad friends walk up to where you're standing next to Mavis, and Jumbo gets right in between you and Mavis and says, uh, Now listen here, darling. I know that he's quite a knockout, but I promise you he's got every STD under the sun. You don't want to have nothing to do with what he's got going on in his pants. So I, I, I advise you just stay far away. <laughs> and him and his nomad friends begin laughing. Well, I really appreciate the advice, darling, but so do I, so it's okay. <laughs> the nomads all, all kind of laugh and cheer with each other. See? Silver Gear goes up to Reed and <laughs> claps him on the back, says, I like this one. They're on the convoy, we're just hanging out though. Well, they uh, now think Mavis is cool, yeah. Just, just friends, right? <laughs> Let's cut over to ISO. Where nothing wrong is happening. ISO, you have just been brought to this isolation booth. The door's shut behind you, and you are sitting next to this very attractive woman, June Gold. Her bodyguard sits right on the other side of her, and the other two people don't sit. They are actually just standing and typing away on data pads. June, with you sitting down, says, Oh, oh that's so much better. I can finally hear. It's so nice to meet you, Iso. I am an enormous fan of your reporting. I saw the report that you did about getting ambushed at the Oasis. That was just oh, heart-wrenching stuff. I, I am so happy you made it out okay. Amazing camera work as well, if I may, I may say so myself. Oh, absolutely. It's It was gritty. It was real. Not the kind of stuff I normally go for, but you really just got to the heart of that issue and exposed the problems that we're having with those goddamn nomads constantly trying to attack everything we're trying to do for the Oasis and ruin this amazing society we're putting together. Yeah! Anyway, I just, I'm just, I, I'm just such a huge fan and I was wondering, um, have you gotten yourself set up with Oasis Fit? Not Oasis Fit yet, but I 
did just get a connection to Night City set up. So, so um, you're gonna be in the Oasis for a while then, yes? And I assume you're probably gonna continue doing that amazing reporting you do? Yeah, definitely. I don't see any reason to, uh, you know, leave yet. There's plenty of content out here. Well, we definitely need to get you set up with Oasis Vid and get you your first subscribers here in the Oasis. Ooh. Yeah. So, um, here, let me go ahead and, and, and so she gives you a, she gives you a quick rundown of how to set up your own account and, uh, how to upload things and stuff like that. Cool. We will cut back to you here in a second. Sadoi, Nico leads you to, uh, around the corner and then back behind the bar. The bartender looks up kind of shocked and then sees him and just waves you on. You're taken back to the stock room. There's liquor bottles everywhere and stuff like that. And... There is a tall, kind of bulkier looking Asian woman typing things up and, and directing people like, bring that out there. Clearly the person who's pretty in charge in this whole area. I'm, I'm guessing that is Tonya? Yes, it is. That would be Tonya. Uh, hey, Tonya! And she looks up and just sort of mutters something under her breath. You can't hear what it is. And then she puts on a, a fake smile and says, oh, Nico, so nice to see you. Uh, what can I do for you? Sadoi, this is Tanya. Привет. Well, we had a bit of a we had a bit of a deal with Sadoi, and um, I was wondering if it would be possible for you to part with some of your water filters. And she goes, I mean, I guess so. Yeah, we still got a pretty decent stock. Uh, how many do you need? Forty-two. What? <laughs> 42? Are you fucking kidding me? We can't spare 42 fucking water filters? Do you know how much water goes through this place every single day? Nico, you've got to be fucking kidding me. Nico looks at you. Listen, Nico, you and, and, and Tonya, I understand this is big ask, but I have to do this to fix food supply for entire city. You know the hydroponic system? Yes. I am the one they, they I am the one they, they ask for to fix it and I find I find a way to make not all plant die so you can eat, you know, fresh fucking food instead of pretend food made from gravel or whatever. <laughs> you would like that, yes? She goes quiet for a second and then looks over at Nico and with barely disguised contempt in her voice, she says, Nico, can I speak to you privately for a second? Uh yeah, sure, I, I guess so. And they walk to the other end of the stockroom, and through the music playing behind you, you can't hear what they're saying, but with a good lip-reading challenge, you could figure it out anyway. I believe I do have some points in lip-reading. 16 total. Hmm. Okay. Um, I, it's clearly a heated conversation. And while Nico has his back to you, you can see her lips move as, as she's, uh, barely not yelling at Nico, and the fragments of conversation that you get out of it is, uh, we're gonna let those blue chip upper crust motherfuckers take the last of our water supplies. Something, something, something. Won't be able to survive for something, something, something. She basically does like the fuck off symbol towards you, <laughs> and then does a fuck off symbol towards Nico and then uh, walks away in a huff. And Nico comes back and says, yeah, she's, uh, she's a little pissed about that, but I wouldn't worry about it. She's gonna be totally fine. What is this blue chip she was talking about? Oh, it's a conspiracy theory that's been going around for last 
six months, maybe a year or so. She's part of this group that thinks that the blue chips are like brainwashing people and making them into like zombies and shit. But obviously that's fucking crazy. Does he, does he have a blue chip? He does not. Okay, no. Okay, good. Just wanted to make sure. Well, I believe, Nico, that you still owe me a favor. Yeah, no, the, the water filters are, are, they're they're coming. I told her to go and gather them or, or she's going to be fired. And uh, she's bringing them to the loading docks out back. You have a transport vehicle, right? I have to make a phone call. <laughs> I uh, I will uh, step out back. I will call my friend. He will come pick up filters and our business will be concluded. And uh, maybe we can work again together someday. Yes? Oh, I sure hope so. I always do like having a nice, strong, independent woman in my back pocket that can go out and uh, take care of problems for me. Weird statement for him to say, but he says it anyway. I don't know if you if you remember, we had that call the other day. Uh, I got this pretty lucrative gig that I was hoping I could introduce you to. Uh, the band Opportunity Attacks. They're closing out the night. Well, they uh, they've they've got a gig that I think will be perfect for you, crew. So if you're interested, come and find me after the show, and I'll introduce you to the band. Okay, I uh, I will uh, remember that, and I will see you later then. You are directed through the stockroom and out back. They open the bar and they, you're let out and you hear the bar shut behind you. And you are now on the streets of the Oasis out behind the meat grinder. The back area of this bar is really sketchy. There are some homeless people lying on the ground. One of them might be a corpse. You haven't, you can't really tell if he's moving or not. You hear gunshots and fighting and it's this is just generally not a good place to be. It smells like home. <laughs> I call Gabriel, what's his face, at the greenhouse? Greenfield. Gabriel yeah. Greenfield at the greenhouse. After a couple of rings, he picks up the phone and goes, oh, Hello? Gabriel! Sorry to wake you, but I have urgent uh, requirement to have help fix with uh, greenhouse, yes? Oh, okay, yeah. Oh, one second. You can hear some sort of rustling or something going on the other side. And then a door opens and shuts, and he, he goes, all right, well, uh, It's not even that late. Why are you... Uh, uh, no, never mind. I have uh, 42 personal filters, but I need uh, you to send big truck to put them in. You got the filters? Da. Uh, they are at a club called Meat Grinder. The Meat Grinder. Oh, yeah, I've heard of that one. Okay. Well, we need a truck then, yes? Uh, the big loading thing to put stuff in. Maybe bring bodyguard or two. It looks kind of sketchy down here. Um, well, I don't know if... Gee, let me see if anyone's... Ah, uh, no, it looks like... <sighs> yeah, Well, I, can... I have guns. It's okay. You know what? This is important. I'll make a request. Um, when are these filters going to be ready? Earliest I can have someone out there is tomorrow morning. Uh, an hour is short notice, but, uh... You want stuff fixed, you better get truck. You know, you're rich, man. You figure it out. (laughs) Jesus. All right. Um, I'll figure something out. Oh, I'll beat you there in an hour. Uh, thank you. Perfect. I'll, uh, I'll see you later. I'll I'll get you a drink, okay? To make up for, uh... He hangs up on you. (laughs) All right, you are outside and you make your way around to the front of the building again. And there is a decently long line to get in now. I'm good out here, it's okay. (laughs) I have to wait for him to arrive anyway. I'll text Nico and tell him they're here in an hour. All right, let's cut back to Mavis and Reed and friends. So yeah, anyway, did I mention the time? 
when this bastard here. Did you see that fucking backflip in that gyro? Like, I fucking dodged, like, this goddamn rocket. It was fuck wild. Silver Gear says, I didn't see it personally, but I definitely did see the radar. That was crazy. Oh, you're, uh, you're one hell of a pilot, Reed. That's what I fucking love about this job. I can just ride. Just nothing but the air, you know? <sighs> feel fucking trapped in here. So we're going to cut over to ISO now. Cool, cool, cool. ISO, June has just helped you set yourself up with Oasis Vid. Mm -hmm. And it's giving you the big prompt of like, post your first video and see if people are interested in the shitty stuff you have to say. <laughs> but instead of doing that, she says, no, no, no. Here, this is how we do it. You see a fake face kind of appear in her face. And she goes, well, hello, all my Goldies out there. It is so nice to see you again. I am here today at the Hard Rock Show at the Meat Grinder with a new up and coming star that all of you have to meet. This is Iso. He's the one that broke the whole story of the caravan getting attacked, all that stuff happening with those terrible nomads that are just trying to destroy our oasis from the inside out. And Iso right here is the man to get all of these new hot stories from. Iso, go ahead and say something about yourself to all my fans. Hell yeah, what up, Goldies, right? Yeah, I'm, I'm, I made it out here to the Oasis, and I'm ready to, um, you know, shed some truths and get some good footage out there for y'all. So uh, don't forget to uh, hop onto my channel and subscribe. We just got him set up with his new Oasis Vid account. Be one of the first hundred subscribers, and you'll be sent a free June Goldie t-shirt. Catching up with you next time to all my golden girls and gals out there. This is June Gold, signing off. Peace out. She goes, well, that went pretty well. Yeah, you yeah. should uh, take a look. And you look at the, the thing, and sure enough, your follower count is already starting to shoot up. Nice. 10, 20, 50, 100. Oh, damn. It, 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 it begins kind of leveling out at about like 250 to 500. Mm -hmm. And from a meta perspective, the rules, not the rat. <laughs> um, this basically is equivalent to you gaining your first level of notoriety Fair. as a media. Tight. So like you you had that previously, but since you were in Night City and the Oasis, it was different. Yeah. You now basically have the ability to influence people around you as a, an influencer. That'll come in handy. You should be all good and all set up. Let me know if you have any questions. Yeah, no, um, so I was wondering, so it's like the exclusivity deals with Oafit. Like, can I just share stuff with OAN? OAN has their own channel on OasisFit. Kind of like source things from people who aren't necessarily medias. Maybe, you know, some kid who got lucky with his shot or some leaked recording. I don't know if I would personally sign on with them. Mm -hmm. There are other options. Yeah, I was checking. Because, like, as a newbie here, I'm not sure who to trust in the media spheres yet, so... Yeah, I, I very much understand that. They, yeah. They're not very forthcoming with their information, and that's actually why I set up a group of like-minded medias to all kind of share information with each other. Like, obviously, as you can tell by my appearance, general demeanor, and cuteness, mm -hmm. that my content is generally not... We, we have different audiences. So there are times I'll come across a new story or one of my other friends will come across a new story that it just wouldn't be right for our network. Right. And so we have kind of an information sharing thing where we can pass information back and forth to each other and, and make sure that the news that the people really need to hear, that it can get out there eventually. 
Yeah, that sounds super useful. Well, fantastic. I'll go through and, and get the paperwork and I'll send that over to you tomorrow. I would love to try and start a partnership with you, ISO. Cool. Your kind of reporting is definitely the stuff we need here in the Oasis right now. All right, let's head out. Thanks, June. And she stands up and points out <laughs> the doors of the isolation pod open up again. Cool, isolation chamber for myself. No, I'm, uh, I'm heading out to the, <laughs> the group after she leaves. You head out and join the rest of the group where Reed and several of his, what are looking like exceedingly drunk nomad friends are um, talking to drinking and partying with Mavis a bit. <laughs> I'd say around the table, Mavis is, uh, is trying uh, I don't know how successfully, but Mavis is trying to uh, to get people to join in. She's like, come on, come on. You you ain't a chicken, are you? I thought maybe Reed was a little bit of a chicken, but you three, you look like you've got a you got a, a betting stomach on you. And uh, she pulls out a scalpel and lays her hand flat on the table. He's like, <laughs> come on. Who thinks I can pin finger for what, like 30 seconds? <laughs> they kind of look and they discuss amongst themselves and then one of them says, all right, 100 eddies says you can't pin finger for 30 seconds. 30 seconds is easy. Watch this. Okay, um, Reed is like looking around for Nico as well. Mavis, before we do that, we're going to need you to roll something. <laughs> First off, I need you to roll an acting cool. You need to act cool while you're doing this. That I can do because I am cool as heck. Boom! A 16, thank you very much, with a zero modifier. <laughs> Critical success, that's pretty good. Well, with the coolness of a synth cucumber, <laughs> you begin stabbing towards your hands, and I would like you to just roll an evasion roll. Uh, yeah, sure thing. I know it's a fighting skill, but... No, I'll, I'll, I'll take it, evasion works for me. That would be a 21. Fucking hell. <laughs> Almost with the beat of the music, you begin scabbing your scalp into the table underneath your hand and just super coolly for 30 seconds are going back and forth and the, the nomad's eyes go wide and at the very end of them, one of them goes, fuck, and pulls out a chip and slams it on the table and goes, damn, she's good. I take that very confidently and go, yo, come on, that's the first thing they teach you in medical school. You do not play <laughs> pin fingers with a fucking surgeon. Come on, man. Hey, that's on you. At this point, Reed, you do see Nico. He is up on the stage and talking with someone up on the stage. Clearly, you can't go and interact with him now, but it doesn't look like he's going anywhere for the time being. Okay. The music dies down, and Nico grabs a microphone, steps out on front, and he goes, Well, hello, y'all. How's everyone doing here today at the Meat Grinder? Woohoo! I'd like to thank everyone for coming out to the second annual Rock Hard Night at the Grinder. We've got uh, our last special performance for the night directly from the outskirts of the Oasis. The band you've been waiting for, Opportunity Attacks! And the whole club just goes crazy. People are screaming and throwing shit at the stage. The lights kind of go down dark and you see a large hulking man of a figure step out and he goes and he grabs the mic and he goes, testing, testing one, two, three. This is opportunity attacks. And the song starts. And this was actually the special thing that we had prepared is we wanted you to be able to know exactly what opportunity attacks sounds like in case you choose to help them with their music video. So we recorded a song. 
Ooh, oh, shit. Yes. oh shit! Oh shit! I didn't know you did music. Testing, testing. Last shift ended hours ago, but the boss won't let me out. Talking about unions, they're talking about races, then someone ratted me out. Same story you've heard a hundred times when workers fight the man. Stockholders and profit margins means your boss don't give a damn about the people who say boss makes an edit and I make a dime. That's why I poop on company time. Boss makes an edit and I make a dime. That's why we're talking on company time. It's all lies and deceptions from a monolithic corporate machine. Talk to all of your co-workers and ask them about their hopes and dreams. Find the ones that say, boss makes an edit, I make a dime. That's why we're angry on company time. Boss makes an edit, I make a dime. And that's why we riot on company time. And get that car and get that boat And then you can finally be Just like your boss Or I've got a different plan Monday, we riot on company time Tuesday, we riot on company time Wednesday, we riot on company time Thursday, we riot on company time. Friday, we riot on company time. Saturday and Sunday. I'm not going into work on Saturday and Sunday. It's the weekend. What are you kidding me? <laughs> that was fucking amazing. That's really good. Uh, so anyway, that's basically kind of what their music sounds like. They play a full like three or four song set. So just to describe the band, the lead singer is just this tall, like six foot three, darker skin. He kind of looks Samoan and has big, long dreadlocks that are coming down his back. He's enormous, like a, just a huge guy with a very, very deep voice. And everyone else in the band is varying levels of solo, uh, but all women women who clearly like look that they could fuck some shit up. They play through their set and the nomads are going crazy. Everyone's going crazy. And finally they finish with a dramatic flourish. The lead singer, everyone starts chanting his name. Mars Sazerac. 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 He finishes with a gigantic flourish and then jumps and like crowd surfs his 300 pound body frame over to the side of the stage where he gets set down and is immediately set upon by a uh, hundred fans who are all clamoring for autographs and all sorts of stuff. People who are not waiting for his autograph are beginning to funnel out or go out for a smoke break or go back to the bar. So they're the people who want us, uh, need us for a job, Reed? I think so. 
They're fucking badass. I'm fucking in. <laughs> so Dingo has made his way through the crowd and comes over and says, Oh, um, there are either too many or too few of you. The Russian! Yeah, where'd that Russian go? I don't know. You saw her last. Uh, she rushed off somewhere. Right. Where'd she go? She didn't make it back inside? Not seen her. Ain't seen her, no. No. Okay. Uh, that does sound like Sedoi, though. She can handle herself. I didn't see her leave, but also didn't see her come back. It looks like it's going to take a little while for us to even try and break through that uh, crowd of people surrounding Sazerac. That's fine by me. I... Ideally, I want to uh, wait until things get a little bit quieter out there near the stage. Um, mosh pits are really great for picking up spare teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so Nico, Nico says he's going to go look for Sedoi and walks away. Wait, Nico, I'll come with. We need to have a chat anyway. Ten whole episodes. Thanks to Andrea, Martin, Jamie, and Jen for agreeing to be part of this, and thanks especially to you, the listener, for being part of the popularity statistics off which we choose to base our self-esteem. This has been Cyberpunk Tales from the Oasis, Episode 10. I am Artemis Ronan, and thank you for letting our little show occupy a portion of your life. You have lots of choices in the content you consume, and we thank you for choosing to consume ours. 